What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So what's going on, everybody? This is the first time I am reporting from the sticks in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas. So one of the things I noticed right away after moving from the bay to the sticks is the stars. Holy shit, you guys, I can see hella stars every single night. You go outside, there's not that nasty ass pollution, there isn't hella cloud coverage, and there's barely any light pollution. So you can like see the entire Milky Way. It's fucking amazing. So far, that's my favorite part. That and it's pretty damn quiet here. There's literally one fast food restaurant in this whole town and it's Subway. Also loving that. So I don't know, it's kind of crazy when you're driving out of the foothills and like headed west towards Sacramento, you just see a blanket of pollution, of smog covering the entire valley. And I know it's the same way in the Bay. You can see that shit when you're there. It's just this disgusting, hazy look to the sky. It's not like that here. It's fucking blue. There's no chemical smells. It's it's cool. So far, so good. I'm loving it. I got most of my shit moved into my new house. And Monkey is here. Monkey is loving it as well. So we're set up. But I will definitely be reporting as I... Uh, I don't know, start my adventure in living in a town with less than 7,000 people. It may be interesting. So since I've been like nonstop moving, unpacking boxes and trying to get my life together here, I haven't really been paying much attention to news in the conspiracy world. But of course, I got some interesting information for you guys today. I'm also working on a new episode regarding military sexual assault accusations. Now, it's a known fact widely spread throughout the mainstream media that the military has been super lax on prosecuting and even like investigating sexual assault allegations. But that has actually all started to change. Ever since Congress got on their asses about that, the numbers have actually gone through the roof. They have like a 77 prosecution rate compared to what in the civilian world is fucking pathetically low. But I'm not even going to talk about all that. I'm going to talk about the false accusations and how they're ruining people's lives and basically how they're putting up all these roadblocks to stop these people from trying to clear their names. I'm talking about spousal custody disputes and somebody throws out a sexual assault allegation against a child. I'm talking about coworkers making out coworkers, and then one suddenly feels regret about it, and suddenly there's a rape charge or sexual assault charge. So I'm digging into some stuff about that right now. So we're gonna have that on an upcoming episode, but today we are gonna be talking about a CIA-run organization that basically controls big tech. I'm not even fucking around with you. So I don't know if you guys have ever heard of InQtel. Let me just describe it for you according to Wikipedia. So they say, InQtel is an American not-for-profit venture capital firm based in Arlington, Virginia. It invests in high-tech companies to keep the CIA and other intelligence agencies equipped with the latest information technology in support of United States intelligence. So we're going to dig into that a little bit. 
I also found an interesting entry on wikispooks.com. Yes, that's an actual thing. Go fucking check it out. Hella good information there. We're going to go over some of the stuff I found there, and then I'll just have my normal fucking rants because we're living on level 350 of the clown world, and I just literally have to fucking rant. Otherwise, my head may explode, people. Fucking killing me. But anyway, let's get back to fucking CIA and their dirty little fingers and big tech. Shocking, I know. So check this out, guys. NQTEL has been an organization since 1998. Go to their website and check this out. This is their fucking mission statement. To invest in cutting edge technologies to enhance the national security of the United States. Now, if you go to their actual spot on Wikipedia, they list every single company that this place has uh, disclosed they have invested in. And it's a long ass list. So I'm not even gonna try to read that all to you. There's like fucking, I don't know, 50 companies on it. But the Wikipedia article kind of just like lays it all out, fucking bland style where you're not gonna get any juicy deets. So that's why you have me. I'm about to break it down for you. So there's this guy, Jeffrey Smith. He's the former general counsel of the CIA and was part of one of the small group of intelligence community insiders who actually helped set this company up way back in the 90s. Now check this out. This is an actual quote from this motherfucker. He is trying to explain InQtel's name. He said, we really needed something that also had appealed to a wider audience and, frankly, had some sex to it. Get the fuck out of here. CIA does not need any added sex to anything they're involved with because they're fucking pedophile runners. They protect the pedophiles. Fucking nightmare. War starting. I don't know. I literally, if it was up to me, we would fucking have all these people on trial JFK had the right fucking idea wanting to disband the CIA. They are just fucking rogue at this point and we will never get the true story with all the bullshit these motherfuckers pull. But that's not even the point. I'm gonna fucking go back to what we're talking about in QTEL. Okay, let's go back. So further explaining the name, the Q part of in QTEL is named after Q, the fictional character who makes gadgets for James Bond. They're fucking so smart about that, right? I mean, now we could be confusing it with the fucking fantasy of the Q, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Conspiracy movement, fucking cult, whatever you want to call them. But anyway, so he goes on to say, much of the touchscreen technology used now on iPads and other things come out of various companies that InQtel identified. And he was talking to NPR about all this in 2012. So it's definitely an old article that I'm quoting. And by the way, you can actually see this whole article I'm talking about at mickeys.subtract.com. This fucking dude laid it all out. There's links there. So it fucking just sets it all out. You have sources, you got links, and it really explains everything very well. But I'm gonna try to break it down to you so you can hear about it right now. Another little tidbit is InQtel happened to be associated with Google. Both of these companies started in 1998. Google is all wrapped up with the Intel, quote unquote, spy, spy CIA world. So they are on the forefront of censorship 
and basically just lying to people, directing people on websites that are narrative approved and blocking out websites they, they don't think you should read about because we're just dumb peasants and we can't think. We should let them think for us. But anyway, back to NQTEL. The way NQTEL and Google got all hooked up together was because NQTEL was funding a company that connected satellite images and maps. That company was later bought up by Google and became a little program you may have heard of called Google Earth. The U.S. Department of Defense's bloated budget, along with CIA venture capital, helped to create tech giants, including Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, and PayPal. And that is all according to TJ Coles from May 22nd, 2019, an article he wrote on counterpunch.org. He goes on to say, in recent years, the traditional banking, energy, and industrial Fortune 500 companies have been losing ground to tech giants like Apple and Facebook. But the technology on which they rely emerged from taxpayer-funded research and development of bygone decades. So all of these people, all of the giants of industry, literally are fucking owned, funded by the CIA. Here's a little a rando tidbit. The internet started as ARPANET, that's A-R-P-A-N-E-T, which was an invention of Honeywell Raytheon, working under a Department of Defense contract. No fucking shit, you guys. All of these companies are so intertwined with these spook motherfuckers. Apple's touchscreen technology originated as a U.S. Air Force tool. So the same drones that record breathtaking video are just modified versions of Reapers and Predators. Amazon is also all up in the government mix. I guess they're now starting to have their own offices open in Washington, D.C. They've also supplied surveillance and facial recognition software to the police and FBI and pitched the, I guess, inaccurate race gender-based technology to the Department of Homeland Security for its counter-immigration operations. And according to a report by Open the Government, Jeff Bezos and Amazon are one of the U.S. government's and U.S. intelligence quote-unquote favorites. And they have been from day one. And to this day, like almost, what, 20 years later, they still are in bed together. They have a very lucrative relationship. Currently, more than half of the former government employees hired by Amazon have been from the Department of Defense. Nobody sees a problem with this, though. And Jeff Bezos now owns, what was it, Washington Post? Nobody sees a problem with that either. More Amazon fuckery is they also provide cloud services to the CIA at a cost of billions to taxpayers. In 2013, Amazon signed a Pentagon IT contract for $10 billion to create the Joint Enterprise Defense Infrastructure Program, JEDI. So according to the Pentagon, Amazon technology supports their, quote, lethality and enhanced operational efficiency. So Amazon is all about killing those people in the third world countries, right next to the CIA. So all of these people, big tech, the mainstream media, Hollywood, and our government, and I'm not talking about the fucking clowns that are running shit on the front. I'm talking about the real people pulling the strings. They are the psychopaths running the day to day that is making so many people's lives fucking misery. 
especially, you know, a lot of people having to work, what, 60 hour weeks, 70 hour weeks, trying to keep up with the seven plus percent inflation. It's getting fucking rough out there. And now we got BlackRock buying up all the residential property so they can turn around and rent it out to people at basically what a mortgage would cost. It's fucking insane. They have been trying to basically stamp out the middle class for a decade or two now. And in a lot of cities in the United States, it's done. San Francisco, Oakland, it's the super rich and the super fucking poor. There's literally tent cities in Oakland with thousands of people. Come on. So yeah, we just had a little interruption there. Just the fire alarm going off. Just a little tip for you kids at home. You can't cook wood in the oven at 500 degrees. Apparently it'll set it on fire. Back to the formally scheduled podcast. Now, unfortunately, I just don't think anything's going to change. Not enough people are willing to stand the fuck up and say no more. Not enough people are willing to, I guess, let the hive-minded group know they think differently. Not enough people are ready to stop voting for the same fucking parties that do everything the same every fucking election cycle. Everyone's just stuck in their fucking mindset of give me convenience or give me death. Thank you, dead Kennedys. It's just, I don't think it's ever going to change, you guys. I think it's just, we're so far along. People are so stuck in their comfort, their ignorance is bliss, that we're just going to keep going this way. We can move out of the cities. We can move further away from these fucking blue psychopath states, but it's going to spread everywhere. And it's because not enough people are standing up to say no more. Not enough people give a shit and not enough people have a fucking large enough set of balls to fucking step out and say, fuck all that shit, no more. So that's just where I think we're heading with it, unfortunately. I don't mean to sound all fucking downer-ish, but I gotta keep it real with you guys. And after looking into this shit for as long as I have been, after starting this podcast and then transitioning to straight up conspiracy psycho shit, it's just, it's been going on. This plan's been happening for decades now. And we might have slowed them down a little bit by spreading the word because fucking two years ago, nobody was talking about this shit. Now, like mainstream DJs have their own little quote unquote conspiracy podcasts, but it's maybe too little too late. I don't fucking know, but let's move on. It's update time. So now we're going to get into that nasty ass pedophile Hunter Biden and his sick ass laptop. Holy shit. So check this out. We have the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Government Affairs and the U.S. Senate Committee on Finance Majority Staff Report for the Hunter Biden Burisma and Corruption, the Impact on U.S. Government Policy and Related Concerns Report. Now, this is an 87-page report that was released today. I'm not going to fucking bore you with it. 87 pages of mind-numbing bullshit. But basically, let me kind of just sum up their conclusion for you. So it goes as follows. As the chairman's report details, Hunter Biden's role on the Burisma's board negatively impacted the effects of dedicated career service individuals who were fighting to push for anti-corruption measures in Ukraine because the vice president's son had a direct link to a corrupt company and its owner. 
State Department officials were required to maintain situational awareness of Hunter Biden's association with Burisma. Unfortunately, U.S. officials had no other choice but to endure the quote-unquote awkwardness of continuing to push an anti-corruption agenda in Ukraine while the vice president's son sat on the board of a Ukraine company with a corrupt owner. As George Kent testified, he, quote, would have advised any American not to get on the board of Zolchevsky's company. Yet, even though Hunter Biden's position on Bersima's board cast a shadow over the work of those advancing anti-corruption reform in Ukraine, the committees are only aware of two individuals who raised concerns to their superiors. Despite the effort of these individuals, their concerns appeared to have fallen on deaf ears. So, I mean, it just basically fucking goes on and on. It goes on basically just about Ukraine. We don't hear shit about this pervert's laptop or the underage girls on the laptop naked or the fact that his niece, a 14-year-old at the time, is performing sex acts on him and she's naked. So I am about to play this a little interview for you. So let me just kind of set it up. So the interview I'm about to play for you is from a guy named Jack Maxley. And he's actually the one that got Hunter Biden's laptop that leaked in the spring of 2021. He's the one that actually initially distributed it to different media sources and different people inside the government. And if you remember right, back then in the spring of 2021, if you posted any of this stuff to social media like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you would immediately get a fact check and they would threaten to shut your accounts down. They were straight up covering up for this fool because now it has been confirmed. This was not Russian disinformation. This laptop has been confirmed to be Hunter Biden's and there are hella pictures of this nasty ass motherfucker on the laptop with underage girls, underage what they're calling escorts, his own niece in different sex positions. So check this out. Jack Maxley sat down with Daily Mail, which is basically a media source out of the UK. He sat down and gave this interview about said laptop. Get ready for this shit. It's fucking horrifying. The visible emails were about 8,000 of them, but 120,000 of them were in archives and very difficult to reach. And sometimes the search bar didn't work as we now know. Uh, and so at first we thought we were just going to bring to the fore all the things that Merriman and Associates had found, 128,000 emails, 28,000 images, yada, yada. We did that very quickly, but my guys were so good. And one of them particularly said, I, I feel like there's more there, Jack. Can, can I look? I said, sure. You know, all I know how to do is turn on my computer. I, that's about it. And he started searching. First thing we found were 4,000 little microscopic thumbnails of erased pictures. Uh, those pictures were uh, brought up. We can see them all. Then I'm sitting there. I've been on the phone, as you can imagine, all week. And he says, my God, I just found another 20 gigabytes of this and that and this and that. And ultimately, we found 450 gigabytes of what Hunter thought was erased material. Now, some of it was duplicate, but amongst those things were 80,000 images 
and videos. And when my tech guy first started looking at them, it was very uncomfortable. Many of them were young girls, for some reason, sending pictures of, to Hunter with their tongues out. And I said, you've got to stop. You have to stop. If he meant to erase these pictures, I was feeling there could be a high likelihood that there was something that no man or woman with a soul would want to see. And, and then I would be instantly obligated to go to the Swiss police. And I wanted to make sure before that eventuality had to come to pass that we had archived all the other material. Now, since then, we found thousands and thousands of PDFs we didn't know about. We believe that we've been able to scrape all the attachments. Um, we keep finding more and more things. And so that became quite horrifying. And uh, that's where we are, people. And in, in short order, I'm going to make it available to the world. My original intention on coming here was to make copies for the United States Senate, the House of Representatives, and U.S. law enforcement, because every single crime that Hunter committed, other than espionage, is also a state crime. All these crimes can be prosecuted at the state level. And as I said earlier, why would we wait for Mrs. Peter Strzok to do something about it? Because we know her husband didn't do anything about it because he testified against the president in the first impeachment while being in possession of Hunter's laptop. Here's something that I think everybody has to understand, and I've not gotten a clear answer. The Washington Post has not gotten a clear answer. Josh, I don't believe you've gotten a clear answer. The Senate Judiciary Committee, who finally contacted me about a month ago, had no answer. It appears that that FBI agent who picked up Hunter's laptop and those who he was associated with never filed Hunter Biden's laptop into evidence at the FBI. The FBI received the laptop on the 9th of December 2019, but they actually were informed of its existence earlier. Now, uh, what did they do about it? I don't know. I've not seen any confirmation that they've done anything. Uh, as far as I can tell, the, the trial in Delaware is about taxes. It's not about abusing children. It's not about trafficking women. It's not about putting in jail the crack dealers all across America who Hunter used to keep his habit up. And I think it's very important that I say this right now. The crack laws in the United States of America put almost 200,000 African-American males in jail. Anybody can look it up. The ACLU did a study about a lost generation. Joe Biden wrote that law. That law made one gram of crack cocaine equal to 100 grams of powder. And it destroyed entire communities. So BLM, if you're listening, I hope you're getting your, your blood pressure up. Because Hunter never got prosecuted. Are you pissed listening to that? Absolutely horrifying. The FBI had this information and sat on it. They didn't attempt to prosecute him. They still have not attempted to file any charges related to these child pornography pictures, the child sex abuse, the sex trafficking, the drug use. All of that is on this laptop and it's undeniably Hunter Biden's. The FBI knew all of this. And they allowed this sick motherfucker to keep 
offending to keep hurting children, to keep using drugs. And a hundred percent, where the fuck are you, Black Lives Matter? Your boy Biden, he put away how many fucking black men? 200,000 over the crack bullshit. All while his little son was smoking crack and buying from crack dealers. How many times did Joe Biden get Hunter out of jail and out of trouble for his drug use? And how many times did black men get these little breaks that his son got? Absolutely zero. But I'm not even fucking tripping about the drug problem or the drug use. Okay, I get it. People have fucking drug problems. There shouldn't be the drug laws we have in the first place. The war on drug is a fucking scam. I said it 100% and I stand behind it. I'm pissed about the child abuse pictures. I'm pissed about the sex trafficking. He has escorts, pictures of these little ass girls on this shit, and nobody has done anything about it. Every American should be disgusted. And like Jack said, he's going to be sending this to different state prosecutors. And if your state happens to be one of these states where the crimes occurred, you guys better get on the phone and put pressure on these politicians to get him prosecuted. Because daddy is going to pull out all the stops to make sure Hunter gets out of trouble once again. And we have to stop letting these psychopaths get away with this type of behavior. They've got away with it for far too long. And it's not okay. It's not okay that the FBI seems to cover up for child abusers and fucking pornographers and fucking pedophiles. How many times have I told you guys about this? They covered up for the finders cult run by the CIA that had child prostitution. It had child sex abuse material. It had children being purchased from other countries. Proven fact, you guys. I've read the fucking FBI documents. This is not a conspiracy. This is fucking fact. We had the Franklin scandal that the FBI stepped in and all of the victims were threatened. And any of them that went through with testifying against these powerful politicians and business leaders of Nebraska and this is also proven. This is not conspiracy land. These victims were threatened with quote unquote perjury charges and multiple years in prison if they dared stand up to these perverts. And one of the girls did, and she served four years on a 20 year perjury sentence for telling her story about these disgusting humans that abused her. Check out the McMartin case. I've covered quite a few where pedophiles were fucking saved and covered up for by the FBI, by law enforcement. It's happened for decades. It's going to continue to happen because nobody will fucking stop it. Nobody will stand up and say, no more. Our Justice Department is not supposed to function like this. So we're just going to continue down this nasty ass path where powerful pedophiles can fuck children and nothing happens to them. But anyway, moving back to that state Senate or the U.S. Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs report. I have it. It's an 87-page report. So if you want to see the full report and be bored to fucking tears, shoot me a line at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com or hit me up on the Instagram at vanishedathena. When you go to the Vanished Athena account, I have a link for my other account that I'm actually active on, but the name is so long and hard and you have to type in every fucking letter because I'm so shadow banned. Just go to Vanished Athena and find the link and go there. Send me a request, shoot me a line, 
And I'll be happy to send you any of the documents I use to talk about and inform anybody who's listening what the fuck is actually going on. Because if you watch Anderson Cooper, if you watch fucking Fox News, you're not going to get the true story. You're going to get whatever paid off version of events they're told to say. Because and like it or not, Fox is sponsored by Pfizer. CNN is sponsored by Pfizer. All of these motherfuckers have the same masters. They're just, you know, spinning a little bit different formula for each different channel, whether it be conservative or liberal. They all have the same masters, so don't fucking kid yourself. They're all bad. They're all the same. So let's move the fuck on. Now on to wiki spooks. So I'm just going to kind of quickly run down what they have listed as information on the World Economic Forum. This is their opening paragraph. Check this out. The World Economic Forum is one of the key think tanks and meeting places for the management of global capitalism, possibly coherent enough to qualify as deep state faction. Under the leadership professor Klaus Schwab, it has played an increasingly important role in coordinating the big corporations rule of the world over the last three decades. Many of its members are active in using COVID-19 to carry out quote-unquote the Great Reset, to dispossess most people and institute a techno-feudalism. So this was kind of interesting. This is kind of a the beginning, the origins of the World Economic Forum. Because a lot of people don't know about this, and it's not really talked about anymore, but Wikispooks has the down low. So in the summer of 1971, Klaus Schwab invited 444 executives from Western European firms to the first European Management Synopsum, held in Davos Congress Center, under the patronage of the European Commission and European Industrial Association where Schwab sought to introduce European firms to American management practices. The success of such an ambitious project has given rise to the suggestion that Schwab was a frontman for a more established, deep politician such as Henry Kissinger. Over the years, it has grown to a large, unwieldy event with up to 20,000 people being involved in addition to the public, well-broadcast forum discussions, there are many private meetings of a much more select character. So you guys, this has been in the works since 1971. Klaus Schwab has always known what the end goal was. He is not fucking stupid. He's been trained for this. I'm sure the plan was happening even before 1971 and Mr. Klaus Boy started to actually put the plan to fruition. So we're talking about a decade more than I even thought and reported on in my Great Reset episode. So moving on, the World Economic Forum has many United States politicians. About a month ago, I was going to get a list for you guys and just out all of these American politicians that are connected to the World Economic Forum slash global leaders. But the list was so fucking long, I would literally probably have to do like two or three bonus episodes to list all these people's names and then tell you where they're from, what they do, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think I'm going to get to that. I did hear Robert Malone say something about doxing 3,000 of these people. So that'll be interesting to see if that actually comes up. But all of this recruitment with the World Economic Forum and the United States, all of our politicians, this started back in 1992 when the World Economic Forum launched a major recruitment project, which has involved thousands of people, including dozens, 
who were to go on to lead nation states. The exact extent of the project is difficult to track, since the World Economic Forum has never published all of the names and the members almost never mention their recruitment on their CVs. Many of the intake were to play active roles in the COVID-19 event. Now, as I was doing research, I noticed a lot of people had been removed. I know Dan Crenshaw was there. He's been removed. Tulsi Gabbard, she's been removed. Now it makes me wonder who the fuck else had been removed before I even thought to check on them. We'll never know. I mean, you can, sure, you can go on the web archive, but we might have missed some people. So I'm really hoping Dr. Robert Malone actually doxes these motherfuckers so everybody knows what their nasty little corrupt politicians are up to. So you guys, that's about it for this week, the first week broadcasting from the sticks. So I'd just like to remind you all, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.